episode four of the release special of the Root for Wisconsin podcast. We've finally made it. We're current. Episodes coming out weekly now. How you guys doing? This is Biggie, doing followed by Ramsey and Justin. Another good day in paradise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are recording from the Riverwood Gallery and Meaner True Value Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. And damn, I'm excited, boys. We've got a lot to talk about this episode, so we'll get right into it. Here we are, and we always start with what we root for. Ramsey, kick it off. I root for the Clemson Tigers to beat Ohio State. And? It did not go well. That was rough. Yeah, rough game for the Clemson Tigers. They got boat raced by the Ohio State yeah. Buckeyes. The 11th ranked in Coach Devil Sweeney's uh, Ooh, coaches poll, yeah. Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah. That said, Justin, what were you rooting for this week? Oh, I had to. I had to. I had to root for the Packers to sew up that number one seed, get that by, roll into town, take a little siesta, and uh, get ready for what's hope not the Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit here too. Um, I'm going to go with the home route that I usually tend to go to when I'm in doubt of these, and that's the Green Bay Phoenix. Coach Will Ryan of the men's team getting his first dub nice. on the road coach. in Youngstown State. Big win for the program. First of hopefully what I see is many wins for Coach Will Ryan. 30 points out of P.J. Pipe, senior leadership. Stud. So good. Such a good player. Got a lot of points. Mark Davis stepped up. Uh Ryan Claflin out of Door County stepped up. A lot of good, you know, a lot of young players there. But I, I can't help but be happy for the alma mater. So go Phoenix. Absolutely. Congratulations once again, Will Ryan. And with that, so we go from very, very positive to the negative, And that being the Tyler Hero Nugget of the Week Award. Ramsey was so excited about this one, guys. I'm going to let him start it off. I'm going to call it the voters for the Heisman Trophy. You did not give it to Trevor Lawrence. Very possibly the best college football player of the last decade and did not win a Heisman Trophy. They it really you know, Ramsey and I were talking about this pre show. I don't I don't agree with that. Well here's here's the thing though. So Trevor Lawrence, as of today, we're recording here on Wednesday. Trevor Lawrence declared for the draft today. Trevor Lawrence, arguably one of the most successful college football players, one of the most pro ready college football players, would have been drafted out of high school if he could have. Correct me if I'm wrong, two two career losses. Only two career losses. Right? Right? Only two, correct. To Alabama and to... He lost to LSU in the championship game in Ohio State this year. But... What a career. The fact... And I... You know, we were talking about this. Just the fact that you really can't take it away from anybody either. But just the fact that he's going to go down as not winning a Heisman is insane. Last year was Joe Burrow. Which Joe Burrow undoubtedly Deserved deserved that. No doubt about it. Didn't he have like seven million touchdown passes? He might as well have. He had one of the Jesus. greatest college football seasons Jesus. to yeah. ever occur. Year before that, Kyler Murray, which I mean, if we've seen anything lately, you go to Oklahoma, yeah, you're, you're not a decent give quarterback. It to a freshman. Right. I mean, only two freshmen have ever won it. Yeah. Uh Johnny Manziel and Jameis Winston, I believe. Which are both red shirts, correct? I uh, believe Jameis was a true, was a true freshman. freshman. But regardless. Um, so only two freshmen. So Ramsey's right. And then not even take away from Devonta Smith. Like, I mean, he oh, had yeah. a hell of a year. Oh, incredible. If you're, if you're Mac Jones, though, aren't you kind of sitting there like, motherfucker, I threw the yeah. goddamn touchdowns. No. I I, <laughs> I I think 
the the award went to somebody that was completely deserving. Now, if you're Trevor Lawrence, I understand the frustration that he doesn't get it, but I mean, you've you've lost it to two of probably the greatest single seasons by a single player that have been produced in college football history. No, without a doubt, this is not taking away from any of those performances. I'm just saying it's just a damn shame that he's going to go down without winning one. Kyle Trask also getting screwed. Not a single first-place vote for Kyle Trask, who had better stats than four losses. Both guys. I'm not, I, I agree. But I'm just saying also, like I said, if you're, if you're Mac Jones, aren't you, like, a little pissed off just sitting there like, dude, I threw 36, granted, 20 of them were to Devontae he's got, Smith. He's got 10 fucking first-round picks on this, on, that he's thrown it to, too, so. But can we talk about Clemson's team, though, for a second? Without Trevor Lawrence, I'm not sure that they're... They're probably, what, a six-win team? Seven-win team? No. Maybe. Yeah. Did you, did you watch the Ohio State game? Yeah, well, yeah. If it wasn't for Trevor Lawrence, if that game... If it wasn't for Dabo Sweeney running his mouth, they probably I, wouldn't have gotten boat race that bad. Yeah, but Trevor Lawrence held that thing together, and they had a shot of coming there back was, there in the third. So there was a little there was a little thing out there that said that uh, Brent Venables, the Clemson defensive coordinator, is known for stealing signs, and that Ryan Day, the Ohio State head coach, picked up on that, and that was one of the key things as to why that game went. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take... There was one play in particular that really sealed the game. Ramsey and I were talking about this pre-show. Is It was the play... I think the score at the time was 35-21. Mm-hmm. Clemson had just scored a touchdown, brought it close, You know, had momentum... They had stopped Justin Fields. It was third down play. Justin Fields throws that bomb for a touchdown. What a terribly performed play from the defense yeah. because of the scheme that they're running. I don't know. If, I don't know exactly what they're running. I believe it was cover two. It looked like cover two. We can't. They had a defend. They had corner playing deep third. They had two safeties and then corner other deep third. On the touchdown play, Justin Fields drops back. Got one guy running. I think it was like a flag route or a hitch and go to the uh, corner, then you had the guy who caught the touchdown running the vert. Mm-hmm. And the corner had coverage on that third mm-hmm. with the guy running, like I said, what I think was the flag route or um, the hitch and go. And Fields throws the ball to the guy running in the slot down the seam. The safety, who should have been playing, well, like a safety, mm-hmm. playing center field, turns his back commits to the receiver on that flag route wide open has to try to circle back not even close and that was the game yeah so ter- terrible execution by the Clemson defense um, I'm gonna also throw Devil Sweeney for the uh, that his comments before the game of Ohio State being 11th ranked not belonging in the game and then the balls to double down after the game. Well, I thought they were because they didn't play the full season. I don't. I still stand by my well, comments. Well, you know, you know, any team that only plays six games, I'm not going to put in the top top four. You know, can we fucking boat race? Can we can we talk about Dabo Sweeney though? What a great he's playing a villain role right now, but he's still going to have great recruiting classes even when a loss. It's a yeah, no, it's it, it, hats off to him. I mean, he continues just to build and build oh, and that build that program. He's but, an incredible coach. But yeah, just he's an incredible recruiter. He's <laughs> actually my noogie of the week this week, just for the comments and doubling down after and, and then getting boat raced. And then again, um, just the Clemson Tigers were not prepared for that game. The offensive line was 
terrible. Just a, it was Atrocious. not a good game. I can't. The only I think positive was Trevor Lawrence didn't suck. I Trevor mean, Lawrence was good. He played good. The receivers and because uh, ETN got hurt early, he got banged up, not hurt. But ETN got banged up early. Yeah, he only had like ten carries in the game. So all that considered, uh, Dabo Sweeney, my uh, Tyler Hero Nugget of the Week, Justin. Oh uh, well, my Nugget of the Week is Shocker Boys, me. Oh, Ooh, I am that. the Nugget of the Week. Uh, big game Saturday against a, a rival opponent. It's down the line. We are playing a. A good game, and I'm frustrated to the max, and I ended up uh, getting teed up. Teed up, boys. Oh, can't have that down the stretch, Justin. Uh, was, it happens, it was, buddy. Don't. It, don't was, it happens. I am coaching move. Uh, luckily, they she only made one of the two free throws that they get, but the possession on it. So, 251 left in the game. Kind of a coaching error. Not very proud of it, so I will proudly accept my Noogie of the Week. All right, so you heard it, the second, re- third rendition of the Noogie of the Week, but the first one of the li- the weekly episodes, yeah. if you will. We had the Heisman voters, we had Dabo Sweeney, we had uh, Coach Justin Dahl as your Noogie of the Weeks. Uh, that said, we'll get right into Two this wonderful thing coaches. Yeah, two great coaches. Dabo, Justin Dahl, kind of on the same <laughs> wavelength. I don't see a difference, though. We got to talk about the money difference. I don't see any difference in coaching talent. I'm not no, not at all. Well, actually, I, I'll, I'm actually going to give Justin the benefit of the doubt here. He's a he's a public school coach. He doesn't get to choose his players. He doesn't get to recruit. I don't even get to choose my salary. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Dahl greater than Dabo Sweeney for this Better conversation. value. That's better value. Money. Economically, Great. Justin Dahl all day. <laughs> better value. Technicals all day. flying left and right. Yeah, all day better value. <laughs> Throwing teas. All right, let's move on, right, yeah, let's move on <laughs> Justin. Uh, so before we get into our main conversation here today, we're going to do the quick Wisconsin recap. Uh, we, we're kind of getting into bowl coverage here, so we'll stick with college football. Badgers winning the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Did look great in the first oh, quarter. You know what? I wanted to switch my... Now I remember my nugget of the week. It's got to be Graham Mertz for dropping the trophy. The trophy's better now. The trophy is better now. <laughs> the trophy's oh better now. <laughs> How do you do that? No, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, though. I, you know what? I, I'm calling an audible. We're going to go two nuggies of the week because we didn't get a chance to record there it is. previous week. It. So Justin giving it to Graham Mertz. Yep. I'm going to revert back to what I would have said last week because we didn't get a chance to record last week um, before the holiday, New Year's Eve. Um, I'm going to get to the Milwaukee Bucks because, and I, I really had to kind of double back on it because Sunday they got boat raced that week. That's when they lost the Knicks, got absolutely just throttled. They haven't had a great start. And, uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. I mean, then they go out and break the three point record. I look like a jackass, but 29 of 51. Yeah, that's insane. But I'm still giving it to the Milwaukee Bucks, um, for just getting boat raced by the Knicks. Not saying the Knicks are, well, they are, I mean, they are a bad team, but. Um, not a great performance getting boat raced. And luckily the Packer game was on Sunday night that week. Nobody. Because that was the, uh, that was the Titans game in the snow. Yeah, wow. The game. night, big game for the Packers. So no one was watching the Bucks get just boat raced by the Knicks. Rams, you got a second one? Uh, James Harden. You can this one already again. I'm going to go double down on Just it. a terrible teammate, being selfish, being a child. And all the reports out of Houston is that he's just being a fuck. 
So, <laughs> James Harden, I'm calling you out. Get better. Be Again, better. Be two times. The first two-time Nookie of the Week award no, winner. Uh, Justin Bell's coming here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think, I think that's you true. guys gave it to me, too. Ramsey did. That, that's James true. James Harden, Justin Bell. <laughs> much better value than Justin Bell. I'm on Bell. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you, if you used it, and you just want to piss off James Harden, where's the worst place you could send him? Probably the Knicks, <laughs> actually, if or we're being Lando. honest. Orlando. Orlando. I was thinking about this real hard because it was just like, who was it that, oh, it was when Kawhi Leonard wanted to get traded. Okay. From San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And San Antonio was like, well, screw you. We're yeah. sending you to Toronto. Go to Canada. <laughs> Minnesota. Ooh. Yeah, that no, that's that's the one. Minnesota's probably the worst run organization we'll right now. No, that that's the one. That's the one. Man. Portland. Portland can't host an all star game because they don't have a good enough. Detroit won't be great either. Or Cleveland. Yeah. Oh Cleveland. Yeah, they don't There's even have the, they, they don't got, even have Kevin Love right now because he's hurt. They've got like sixty strains of COVID going through there right now. That's true. And they have nothing. That's half true. And it's cold. I think Minnesota though. Minneapolis kind of sucks. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Minnesota just for the Wisconsin yeah. element here. I was just curious off the top of the, our heads where that would be because if I'm Houston, I'm just giving them the big middle finger and just be like, whatever. I'll take a second round draft pick to get rid of you <laughs> and your salary. I'm and I'm sending you to the worst possible place. Who is that the that traded for a printer at one point? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Like 15 years ago in the NBA, someone got traded for cash and a printer. I don't know, but that's Jonas Ogaskis. That's that's what I'd trade James Harden for. A printer. I'm calling him out bad. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna one up you in this one. A fax machine. Yeah. No one uses fax anymore. <laughs> fax machine. And a pager. The a only fax machine and a pager. Fax the only people me. who use fax machines. I mean, there's offices that obviously still do use them for you know purposes and stuff like that. The only reason most high schools still have a fax machine. It's for the sheer purpose in case an athlete ever gets like a national letter of intent, they do have to still fax them. Yep. That's the only reason I think most schools even still have a fax machine. It's true. So, uh, yeah, a fax machine and a pager is what I would trade that, James Harden that's, for. That's all he's worth. He's not even worth Bush Light. He's not even worth like a Natty Light. Nope. Calling you out, James Harden. Be better. <laughs> Be a better teammate. All right, so. Man. Back, that, yeah. Yeah. Justin Ball. So, back, back to the initial. Uh, so, I tried Duke's Mail, by the way. Oh. It is. Damn good mayo guys. Yeah, <laughs> I want them to spawn. I, I, if you're listening, to Duke's mayo, um, greatest mayo I've ever had. I, I mean, I don't, I don't seek out mayo a whole lot. Before the night before the Badger game, stopped at Festival Foods here in De Pere, and I grabbed myself a big old jar of Duke's mayo. Made a couple sandwiches, and we had some some Wisconsin turkey, some mm. cheddar cheese made locally. Put it on some uh, cottage hearth bread, another Wisconsin product. Had an all good. Wisconsin lunch ready for my. My Badger Bowl game game day meal. Good fucking mail, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I had that. No, I had. I have a whole thing in my apartment yet. I bring it next week for the next show. Uh, I lost some sandwiches or some shit, but good mail. And then I tried it again um, this weekend. So I heard this is some food talks in Wisconsin culture. Someone told me when you make grilled cheese to put mayo on the outside instead of butter. Oh. And I was confused. I was like, that sounds terrible. Well, mayo was originally supposed to be an egg substitute. Well, that's correct? that's what the that's thing the is here. Process? Is it makes it crispier. Nice. So I'm like, hmm. oh, I still got some Wisconsin cheddar to use for my game day sandwiches. Like a thick layer, or are we talking a thick layer? Three oh. C's. Thick old oh, layer. Like a, like a bowl of oatmeal. Thick type. old layer of mayo on that thing on the I'm outside. Like thick. Yes, sir. 
and put that, you know, you fry your grilled cheese like you normally would. Yeah. Good old crisp to it. My goodness, that was honestly one of the best grilled cheese I've ever had in my life. So Duke's Mayo, huge shout out here. Are we just going all on Duke's Mayo? Man, I am going to try I'm just more interested in this goddamn grilled cheese right now. It's like, <laughs> shit. Man. But no, it has to be Duke's Mayo. I'm saying this right now. I, you know, No free ads usually. This is a free ad for Duke's Mail. It was that damn good. Bring it, Dukes. Yeah, head us up, Dukes. We'll, sponsor. we'll only use Duke's Mail. I'm, I think I'm only going to use Duke's Mail in anyway. Fact, once we get the GoPro going, we'll just put a big jar of Duke's Mail right in the middle yep. here. Yeah. Maybe two. Boom. Two. Two to yeah, make no, sure. So maybe we'll all just hold one up and be like... Duke's Mail. You know, on the it's Mail with Twang. That's their slogan. Mail twang. with Twang, and it's good shit. Ain't no twang up in the Northwoods. There's there about, is now. There's, there's Duke's Mail. There's be some Duke's Mail up in the River Gallery Studios. Mark, that's what. That's Mark right. Twang. That's right. So Badgers, anyway, first quarter looked atrocious. Yeah, it that. was rough. I was at work, and I looked at my phone, and they were down 14 to nothing. Yeah, and, like, and oh, it was fuck. that first drive. I mean, they had that third and eight right away. It looks like they were going to go three and out. Wisconsin yeah. defense was buzzing the first two downs. That was the first thing. Shit, because it looked like it, honestly the first two drives that Van or that uh, Wake Forest ran was kind of like watching the Packers, like it's third and seven, third mm-hmm. and eight, and you're just like shit. They're gonna pick this up somehow, and they just marched right down the field, put in the end zone. Wisconsin goes three, and you're like, oh, this isn't good. Then second drive, same thing. You know, you get first and second down stops, yeah. third down, another touchdown. You oh think, shit! You gotta think maybe Wake Forest took a dive because they got a payday from Wisconsin to. What do you think? I mean, how does that guy throw four interceptions? Well, I'm, I'm, like, I'll, we'll get to that in a second. Fun. That was that was excellent defense by Jim Leonard, just terrible quarterbacking. Um, That's scary. The, this Jim, well, we can go to Jim Leonard, too, and, and we might lose him. I don't think we are. I don't think he's leaving Wisconsin anytime so soon. Either. I think the only way he ever leaves is if it's like a head coaching job, and I don't think he's in a hurry to do that. I think he's genuinely, like, he wants to be in Wisconsin. He's a Wisconsin guy. He doesn't really have a whole lot of allegiance elsewhere. I don't think if he if it wasn't for the Badgers, I don't think he'd be coaching. I thought I read a report that he uh, interviewed for the LSU DC job this year. I don't know about that. You he could have. I, I just don't think he's leaving. I I'm with Eric on this. I don't think that he's. But anyway, um, but yeah, no. So they get down and then offense goes and marches down the field, and does a great job. I mean, they get points on the board, so then it's then it's fourteen seven, and you're feeling a little bit better. Get a stop. It's 14-14. You're like, okay. You go into half. That's momentum's turn to Wisconsin. Another three and out. And then Wake Forest goes and scores again. You're like, shit. Spoke too soon. How good is that wide receiver they have, though? Yeah, no, insane. Oh my God. Insane. If and he's going to be like a guy that you could steal in the later rounds. Like he, He's like a uh, like Devontae Adams good. And then the, the success of... Wow, well, I mean... Well, but steel, he could be that good. Yeah, like, but then he was a fucking stud in that game. The success of Jim Leonard's defense, though, twenty-five receptions, and I, I think it's really on Wake Forest's coaching staff. Games. Wake Forest's coaching staff really kind of screwed their quarterback over. They kept running those deep slants, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and we don't unfortunately mm-hmm. we don't have a film room here, so I can't point out what I'm going to show like to the fans. So we're going to try to talk one, through one it. One correction. Yes, we don't have a film room. That's fair. That's yeah, true. I like that attitude. I as, like that attitude a lot. As we grow, I'm putting one in the basement. For Wisconsin, 
we don't have one yet. That's true. But we will. I think we're just move the whole studio down the basement. Yeah. No, and then we'll just throw a film room in down there. Anyway, so... Football carpet. So also because we're doing this as an audio... <laughs> AstroTurf. Yes. AstroTurf. AstroTurf. Nothing but the best for you guys. As, a, uh, as an auditory <laughs> experience. So this isn't going to be doing great, but they kept running deep slants. How Jim Leonard's defense t- zoned it up. Safeties can bite on that slant because of how the corners were covering it. Excellent job. And then the quarterback throws four picks. It's like, at some point, if you're Wake Forest, like, at what point are you not, Just like, realizing, like... <laughs> yeah, I mean... At one point, you know, when Jack Sanborn picks a, a ball off because he's sitting on it, mm-hmm. you have to kind of look at it and say, uh, What are you doing? <laughs> maybe we should do something different. Yeah. So, all in all, great season by the Badgers. They get some guys coming back now, too. Uh, Jack Cohen officially transferring to Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, I, you know, I hate it. I hate it for. I hate it in, in, in a bunch of. Um, different terms. I hate it because we lose a guy like Jack Cohen. Great leader in the gla- locker just room. A, just a great kid. He comes here. He was a high three-star kid. Um, bided his time and waited his turn. Um, unfortunately, we had to sit through the Alex Hornibrook oh. fiasco oh. and not play him and, and kind of feel good and comfortable about the things that he was doing. Um, I hate that the program loses a guy like that. But I don't necessarily like the fit for him at Notre Dame. I don't no. necessarily like the fact that you go to a place and, and the first thing that they say is he has a chance to compete for a job. Yeah, if you're going to transfer somewhere because you're not playing, wouldn't you think you're going somewhere to play? Well, yeah, even if you're going down in a... I mean, the whole point now is to do something to get drafted, right? I mean, yeah, you've... You've you've got a degree. I don't I don't know personally on what he's gonna do if he's going for a master's of some sort or Well he or has anything. to. He has to. To keep going and keep playing you have to still Well grad transfer. Right. Okay. But you still you do have to still keep going academic, you can't just play football. So I mean I guess you could go get another major, I yeah, guess. Well, and take a class then. You know, let's bring Well t- pull the Matt Leinart route and go take ball, ballroom dancing. But yeah, you do have to be a, you do have to be a full time student. So you have to take at least 12 credits, I believe. Was there one Wisconsin that they were telling someone's going to come back for their seventh year? Well, there was Dietzen. Kurt Phillips at one point, but... Dietzen could. They were yeah. talking about that in the well, game. I'm like... Yeah. Should we from Seymour. Yeah. Playing seven years. The Red Rocket. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just don't... I don't necessarily like the fit for him. Because at this point, you, you need to go to a place to where they... Uh, you know, and you don't know what offers he had or, or who was looking at Well, if he's him. going to Notre Dame, I mean, I mean, maybe they don't belong in college. They're still a top four, top five team, even if they don't belong Absolutely, in the college football playoff. They, but you know, they, they might just, if you're Notre Dame, and you have the option to take this guy, he's got starting experience. And, and well, what good you want, guy. yeah, what you want is, is for him to push the freshman that they have. Yeah, no, absolutely. And lose the job to the freshman. Absolutely. And, um if I'm him, I'm you know, I'm not interested in that. I want you know, even if I have to go to a Mac school, throw for five thousand yards and get fifty <laughs> touchdowns just so I can get drafted in the sixth round. That's that's kind of the best option, you know. Well, it depends on what you're if you're trying to keep playing football and you want to go in the NFL, uh, or if you're just playing football for your four years and or essentially his five years. But you know, same thing. If if he wants to win and go try to win a national championship, by all means. 
uh, I don't again don't know what his offers were, but Notre Dame's a great fit in that sense that you're going to at least contend. Yeah, you can play big games. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're not, you know, if your goal is to to get drafted at some point, I no, I agree with you on that sense. But you probably go to the American Conference. Yeah. Okay, Ramsey. Uh, maybe Cincinnati. Oh fuck off! Get out! Get out maybe of here! Cincinnati. Get out of here! Actually, uh, Cincinnati had well, whatever had a kid transfer that was uh, a Wisconsin commit. At also, another Wisconsin football note: getting a four-star running back out of from USC as a transfer too. Ooh. Is that of, that's that's official? official. That's that, official now. Really? I believe so. Yeah, I I, I would be more to be wrong. Step. That's a, I'm, that's I'm a nine-star backfield. I I like that. Know, when did that go official? Uh, late last week. I'm pretty oh, confident okay. in that. Ooh. Anyways, I'm pretty confident in that. Um, while we look this up, Ramsey, you got anything here? I was going to say my Cincinnati take has aged very well. It did not. No, 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 no. Uh, it did not. Because your take, your take, your and take I quote. Sucked. Your take sucked. Your take was, if Cincinnati wins, I will completely apologize. And they didn't win. They did not win. They dominated that game. They were not the better they, team, though. They lose by one on a field goal late. Still lost. I still think they were the better team in that particular game. Not maybe not the best I'm season. Not, I'm not convinced they were better than Georgia. I'm not convinced that Georgia didn't kind of overlook them a little bit. And uh, Ramsey, like I said, your take your take didn't age great. It, it, it so aged good enough. We're going back though. They didn't belong in the final four. It aged good enough. You good, Justin? Oh, I I I I loved everything that Cincinnati did. They dominated the game. They led the whole time. I think the coaching is what crushed them. Why are you snapping the ball with 10 seconds left? No, I agree. All right. Okay, I take it back. He is still undeclared. But I thought the rumor was that he was going towards Wisconsin. Yes, he was leading Wisconsin. The, that is the rumor. Okay, well, I take it back. Not officially declared yet then, but... But that's the reason that... Well, I mean, it's not official reason, but that's the reason why Nakia um, Watson... Entered the transfer portal also. Right. Which, fine. You know, fine. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, you you were a kid hoping, and they were hoping to catch lightning in a bottle. He didn't have, he, I think Wisconsin was probably his best offer coming out. He didn't have a whole lot of uh, Power 5 offers. Is this whole transfer, transfer portal thing good for college football? Oh, it's good. It's good if those kids can transfer one time. I'm, I'm just like, just... Now, I know that's a business. I know that's not on well, the docket. But not, you know, just like uh, you've got you've got uh, the kid from West Virginia, Austin Kendall. He transferred from Oklahoma to West Virginia. He lost out to Daggy, and now he's transferring out of West Virginia again. I and think they don't have to sit, and and that's like okay. So now this is. I don't business. think they should have to sit in the first place though either. Not one time. No, I don't think they should have to not sit the either. First way. time, you know, the second time, yeah. I don't think they should have to sit at all. If a coach can jump ship, why can't the player? That's my yeah, that's my time. whole point. Well, how many guys actually jump ship more than once? I mean, it's a very it's uncommon. A thing. It's it's more than you'd think. I think. It really? Happens yeah. a lot. It happens a lot. I well, you draw. It's a it's a it, now it's becoming a personal business. In in. But that's kind of the point, isn't? Okay, I'm just gonna take take the non athlete point here. Isn't college? The point of going to college to set yourself up for the best future you can, make your you know to earn a good living. Mm-hmm. 
So what's the problem with it, Justin? You're a student. Athlete. Yeah, student. You set yourself up to go to a better university. Maybe it's just not the right fit academically, Justin. Yeah. So I you transfer ju- one time, you find the better opportunity. You can't get on the field at the place that you transfer, and then you want to transfer again. Now you should pay a price. Well, that was that Tate Martell. Do you remember him? Coming out of yeah, high absolutely. school in Las Vegas. He went to Ohio State, then Miami, and I think he's transferring out of Miami again now, too. Yep. And he hasn't played yet. They actually moved him to wide receiver. I think, was there one in between Ohio State and Miami, too? I think there might have been one stop from somewhere in between there. Regardless, though, I don't have so a huge issue with it, though. I mean, I mean, if you're a student athlete, I mean, like I said, your job is, or your, not your job, because you're a student first, NCAA, whole bullshit with that. But you're, you're going to school, you're going to play college football to find yourself the best opportunity. Is that not correct? Yeah, but at some point you have to be held accountable for your commitment. Absolutely. I think that's what Justin's getting towards. You have to be held accountable for your commitment that you made to school. One time, I'll give you one time, but two times, three times, this is outrageous. I mean, the way it's set up, the kid could possibly play at four different schools in four years. He's paying for it, though, too. Well, he's got scholarships. He's got scholarships, but in theory, he's paying for it, though, too. He's paying for his own education, or the boosters are anyway. I mean, I don't have a huge issue with it, personally, but... That's I, just me. I don't either, but I think that kids still need to be held accountable for choices they made. And if you're committing somewhere because someone's telling you, oh, this place is great, maybe yeah, you also should... 18, 19 years old. Like, you okay. got to learn stuff. You're going to change as yeah, a person. Yeah, and like I said, one, I have one we can all say it's fair. But once you start getting the third, second, third, fourth team, at some point you're just kind of jumping around and not holding any commitment to any Trying teams. to catch fire in a bottle is all you're trying to do. And... You know, it's hard. It's hard for programs. It's hard for coaches, to uh, to put a lot of uh, weight on that into that kid. I I don't. I mean, if you transfer a second time, I think you should have to sit a year. Well, I think that's not a problem because you get a redshirt year, so you get five years. I think it's a society thing though too. All these kids are just trying to make the NFL, which is fine, but not all of them are talented enough to make the NFL. Who think they are? Two hundred and fifty six get drafted a, every year. No, right. So 300 undrafted guys. I mean, 300 kids. And if you're not at 300, like, I think you just need to accept that. Right. And stick with some of your choices you made and be a teammate for everyone else. I, I don't disagree. And how many of those 256 that get drafted that stay on rosters, you know? 200? I, I don't fat, disagree with, like, that side of it. I'm just saying, as a, as a, I'm almost always going to take the student-athlete's perspective or the side of their things. And I don't have a huge issue with it, especially, well, and especially, I think it could be even circumstantial, because you get a new coach in there, you know, there's, there's different circumstances. I'm not saying, you know, just jump in school to school because you're not playing is okay. But that's what it is. Again, I don't think that's that common of a thing, though, where you transfer more than once. I think it's more, it's not super common, but it's more common than you'd think. And I know it's becoming even more common, it's transferring within conference. I'm, don't a lot of schools try to block that though? They can't no more. No, okay. You get the one. You get the one freebie. So, like, there are a lot of kids from Michigan that are transferring out, and one one transfer from Michigan to to Nebraska. Man, you're gonna suck you know? either way. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know, you you catch my draft is or look at Kyler Murray, who who transferred to Oklahoma, or Baker Mayfield, Joe who, Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
those are well, they didn't transfer within conference. Oh, um, okay. Um, but that's kind of the bigger deal. Is they're starting to do it now to well, look even at Kobe, the old guy Kobe back, King, you know? Kobe King out of Wisconsin basketball. Yeah, going to Nebraska, which we're gonna get into here in a second. Badger hoops now rolling pretty well. I mean, they had a little bit of a setback against Maryland early last yeah, week. Yeah, that was but, a tough game. Tough game. But rebound from it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Cover with a W. Uh, had to cancel their game, what was it, Saturday or Sunday uh, over the weekend. And then back at tomorrow night, I believe, correct? And I don't know looking that. Right now. Don't know that. But I'll either see. way, I mean. They canceled, they canceled the uh, Penn State game. Right. And it, I think they left. I think that was Wisconsin's decision. Indiana, Wisconsin, tomorrow, 6 o'clock. That's a big game. On FS1. Yeah, another big game for the Badgers. They're fun to watch this year, when they're, especially when they're firing on all cylinders. Oh, man. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, and I've said this in our earlier podcast recordings, the difference this year, right, and, and the difference that started at the end of last year is Demetric Trice is not pounding the ball on the floor, sitting in front of the defense for, for umpteen seconds. Before he makes a decision. Well, I think that's... He's that's, been so decisive and, and, and put his teammates in such good places that that's the reason for the success. That's a combination of guys coming together as a team, which I think... Uh, the hell's his name? Greg Gard. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Greg Gard is doing very well as a coach. I mean, oh. he's got this team gelled together he's pretty well. He's fifth... He's fifth all-time in wins at Wisconsin Wow, and he's, he's not I just been listened, there that long. I just listened to him on a, a different show. Mm-hmm. Um, fifth leading wins career, and guy. that's two Hall of Fame coaches between Bo Five Ryan years? and he's over hundred wins. I think. Yeah, that's Bo Ryan and uh, Dick Bennett factored in there too. Yeah, well, those are really the only yeah, two I mean, that you can name. Yeah, that have been worth a shit at Wisconsin. Right? Well, that and, um, the guy that Court's named after, but oh yeah, well, was it? Was it like um, Stan Van Gundy, an assistant? At I, well, no, I think he was a head coach at one point in the nineties. Oh. But yeah, no. Anyway, main point being, um, no, they're firing all cylinders. You have a lot of good chemistry there. Um, I I love watching Michael Potter play basketball. He's minus the Marquette end of Marquette game where he gave up the tip in, yeah. but Michael Potter is playing just. He is such a valuable asset to that team. Transferring. Aleem Ford, another great ass. Asset to that team. Yeah, fifty percent from the floor. Can't can't fight any is of that. He, he just you know there are days where he just seems like he's way off, way off. But fifty percent from the floor, eighty one percent free throw shooter. Yeah, and then Brad David, the perennial, the new, uh, the new Aaron Kraft, the Wisconsin oh, version. Mike Potter. Yeah, sort of about it. Right, we we went moved on to lean forward. Yeah. You scared me. I didn't think he was. <laughs> no, but I'm way off on Ford, man. But uh, I mean, Ford just seems to knock down a three though when you need it though too. I mean, just another one of those yeah, guys. He's like, you know who Liam Ford reminds me of? Who's that? Big shot, Rob. Robert Ory. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know, just he's it's not gonna there. do. He's not gonna do anything that that blows your hair off or anything. But when you need a big shot. He's the guy that sits in the corner and he'll throw it up. He's a guy it. though. When you see a lean forward with the ball at the top of the key or you know anywhere outside the arch, he's a guy that you see that you know he's behind the arc. It's like okay, let her fly, yeah. let her fly. Yeah. And really, I think the whole entire starting five is that way though too. Yeah. I mean, there's not a guy who can't shoot in that starting five. No. And then you've got the perennial guy who's always just gonna be at Wisconsin. I think he's finally a senior as Brad Davison. 
Yeah. God, I mean, he seems like he's been a badger for He's like the new Aaron Kraft. Josh Davidson's my kind of guy, though. I mean, he's like a coach's guy. Do you remember how he's long Aaron Kraft was at Ohio State? Yes. Like, it seemed like he well, was there yes. forever. Same like, type of player. Absolutely. Uh, was it Frank Mason from Kansas, where he was there for forever, too? Yep. Like, these guys never graduate anymore. Like, yeah. they just stay there forever and ever and ever and never graduate and just keep playing. And then you're like, he's still fucking in the school. Yeah. Like, that's funny. Aaron <laughs> well, They all come... Aaron Kraft, yeah. Who's a good player? Yeah, he plays he plays on um that Ohio State Buckeyes. Team. He's playing the big three or the, the the basketball tournament? No, not yeah, the basketball tournament, not the yeah, big three. T V T. He's yeah, like T V T. He's I don't think he's the Which coach speaking or whatever, No, he's he's, he's playing. A, yeah. But speaking of T V T, Trayvon Hughes back in at the summer, Jordan Taylor back in at the summer a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I like that. Jordan Taylor mixing it up and splashing buckets Wasn't throughout. Burger in on there too? Yeah. Jared Burger. But no, Jordan Taylor made some plays this summer. He was mixing well, he's up. he's still playing professionally over. Yeah, yeah. he's. I, yeah, I think he was playing. I almost didn't want to say he was playing Israel last year, nope. but, but yeah, still no. Just like I said, I was watching it one day. I'm like, that's fucking Jordan Taylor. Like, yeah, good for him. I love that. I love that tournament because you just watch all those old alumnus guys, and it's like. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that guy. He made that move, though, you know, 1996 or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's not that old, Justin. <laughs> well, no. I understand, but I'm just saying. But no, no, no. I got, I got, I got the sentiment. Oh, 2000. Who remembers 96? I wasn't even out of the womb until halfway through. <laughs> this is what, that might have been the year Monica Lewinsky and Billy Clinton got in trouble. <laughs> Billy Clinton got in trouble, not Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> He's still getting trouble for that. That's the best part of Bill Clinton, man. All right, roots for Billy Clinton. <laughs> That'd be a cast I'm bumping out. All right, one more thing here before we get into our main topic here. Milwaukee Bucks, as we kind of touched on, ups, lots of ups and downs here. Just, I don't even know if it's inconsistency, but inconsistent well, as a whole. Well, so I was going to hit on that. Go for it. A relatively new roster with some new pieces on it. Yeah. I. And if any NBA team that does that outside of LeBron James, really, and even he had, and Miami, they had growing pains early on. They have growing pains early on, and I think that's what's going on with Milwaukee right now. I think they just have a couple growing pains that they'll work through. Oh no, I'm not worried about fine. them yet. This isn't this isn't like a like sound the alarm worried about them, but just you know, I mean, it's early season. It doesn't really matter right now per se, but because all in the NBA, all you have to do is get to the dance. Oh yeah. And that's I, not an issue for them. Absolutely was going to say what you just said, Ramsey, is that they are trying to find each person's niche and where they fit. Well, I they're mean, just trying to gel a starting I five think on the floor. I think that Craig, Tory Craig got hurt. That, that, yeah. uh, that was supposed to be a, a big addition off the bench. That didn't help. Um, well, I, think, I think that Chris Middleton is lighting it up. He's he's keeping he's keeping the bucks afloat right now, helping Giannis trying to figure out his new role as a supermax guy. Uh, and one supermax to another. Yeah, one supermax to another. <laughs> Join the club, Giannis. Uh, I think, I mean, he's just outstanding. I think Chris Milton might have the worst contract in sports right now. <laughs> he is outstanding. I think he might be the worst. He's the best in number two in the league. He's the best number four in the league. <laughs> Now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of you guys on that one. Yeah, I think he has a bad contract, but uh, and I know Justin's just trying to be that way here, but <laughs> I kind of, I'm kind of enjoying it though too because he has played pretty well lately. Yeah, um, really well. Actually. The addition of Drew Holiday it can't be understated at this point. I mean, he's still playing at such a great level. But I think you know, 
do they have they really you know gelled together? Has no, has they Drew haven't. That's, no. that's the thing that and makes me optimistic. And I, I, you know, where you know, you know what you got in Dante v, Vincenzo or whatever the fuck his name. Yeah, is. you tried Dante yeah. Vincenzo. There you go. <laughs> I only liked him when he was at Nova. You tried. You tried with the name. Well, Nova boy, we'll call him. Anyways, uh, and then what are you getting out of your seven, eight, and nine guys? Um, and what are and what are those and what are those roles yet to be figured out? How much can we trust these guys to to do things? By the way, much? if we're talking about Bucks bench right now, I'm a big Sam Merrill guy right now. Hey, absolutely. I don't think that's a hot take at all, no, but no, he was outstanding at Utah State. Uh, I think he I think he ended up becoming Utah State's all time leading scorer. I remember watching him last year and I was like, damn, this white boy can he can really shoot the ball. That's, that's our job, Justin. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, that's you get up, too. That's that's what we got, you man. 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, something like that, and you could jump out of the Better gym. Pat Connaughton. Yeah, well, and there's another thing. You know, you, you got to have a guy like Pat Connaughton, and he's got to be like your number 10 guy. And he's not he's not a rotational guy, in my mind. But, man, can he jump? Like, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're getting the main thing here. Our episode heavily focused on the team that we haven't talked about a whole lot here. And Chris, what are you shaking your head at? Chris Milton just that contract just makes my blood boil. <laughs> oh, I'm all fired up over here. The best number two in the league is yeah, a bargain. I'm sure he's the reason why the Bucks lost in the playoffs. He's he's holding the team up right now until Giannis figures it out. So anyway, well, we're gonna divert from that. The main conversation today, as almost always in the city of Green Bay, the city to appear, Green Bay Packers. What, really? Oh. Uh, bo- the Booyah? Oh, the, bo- the Booyah. Yeah, you messed that one up too, Justin. That's, oh, that's why I'm, you're the... I'm the oldest guy here. So yeah, that's I why remember, you're the two... I remember the Bullfrog days. This is why you're the two-time Nugget of the Week winner. Yeah. <laughs> Might be three to keep that Chris Milton talking about. <laughs> Rams is just like spinning right here. He's just got steam coming out of his ears. All right, so I had a couple topics I was going to hit on today um, with the Packers. And first, we're going to start with just a regular season recap. Um, some interesting stats. First of all, Aaron Rodgers, I think this is like the coolest stat that I've ever seen. Aaron Rodgers finishing the season with more touchdown passes than punts yeah, as a team. Big win. That's insane. 48. Forty six. That's right? correct. That's what it was. Yeah, look at look at numbers guy over here. Quick Ristall. That was that was so swivel hips. Little swivel hips doll coming out here. Got the numbers going. Forty eight, forty six. You know, and that's how it works. <laughs> but no, outstanding, outstanding season. Like, uh, this beat his his. He won it in twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. He had forty five and six. Yeah, 20, 2014 then two. Uh, I don't remember the numbers but on that word. But they were 15 and 1 that year, weren't they? They no, were 15 and 1. And they lost in the first round after a Second bye. round, technically, but yeah. After a bye. Yeah, Came after out being the one, the one seed. And yep. stop. Who did lose to that game? Giants. Eli Manning. Is it bad? I don't even remember that. I don't remember watching it, but I've just like blocked it out of my yeah, memory. Yeah, but yeah. You know, you're playing in Lambeau, and they had Brandon Jacobs at that time. That was the second time Eli Manning won a Super Bowl. He went through Lambeau both times to win, and then he beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl was both it, times. Yeah, was that that immaculate catch or whatever? No, no that, that was, was the first, first time. time. Was the second the time, time was he hit Mario Manningham on the sideline yep. to set up the game-winning touchdown. Okay. Patriots tried to let him walk in. They did. They got the ball back, and they didn't end up scoring. But, um, 
But yeah, no, that was the second go around. Eli Manning, man. What a Eli Manning. Oh, he had a great tweet against the Eagles this week, too. This is why we don't like the Eagles. And then Fletcher <laughs> Cox goes, This is why we don't like you either, you dick. Why do the why are the Giants upset about that? You know, I was talking about this the other day. This was somebody at work. And if you're the Giants, you really can't be that pissed no. off. You're six and ten. Like you, you can't be if you're gonna be pissed off about another team like tanking at the end of a game and the end of the season. Don't put yourself in that position to have to rely on another team to win so you can get the playoffs. Well, win more than fucking six games. Well, that too. Can we that be, too. Can we be real though? Jalen Hurts was, what, 7 of 23 when they got benched? Like, it's not like he was out there lighting the world on fire. Like, I still would love to see, like, the Giants, like, inside yeah, a Giants, fi- like, fan or, like, Giants, like, the front office are sitting there if they see uh, Nate, Nate Sudfeld or whatever. Mr. Sudfeld. Yeah. Nate Sudfeld comes Indiana. to the sitting there. What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. Pull their inner Conor McGregor. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah. uh, reports of the players trying to fight Peterson on the sidelines. Good. I'm all about that. it. Like, I'm all, I prefer <laughs> chaos. Like, yeah. Be chaotic. But like, it's not like Jalen Hurts. Imagine that. Jalen Hurts yeah. is anything they special. Were down, right? No, I mean, they were down six. So I, I got the, the timing down. was bad. Was it six or it was it 2014? I, I thought it was 2017. Either way, a single possession game. Yeah. And they're just sitting there, sitting there just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. We've got, you know, we're uh, a touchdown. You know, I thought he gave us the best chance to win the game, and he deserved, he's been here for four years, and he deserved a shot at it. And Can we say something else, too? Yeah. J- to, to, be, to be fair, though, like, Doug Pearson did say he was going to play it sometime in the game. Yeah, after he played him. No, no, he said it before the game. He did said it early on that's Sunday. That's on record? Yes. Okay. Can we, but... Even if he was trying to tame for a better draft pick, who cares? They go from six to, or they go from nine to six. I mean, it's, a, still. it's a jump, but it's like that pick's more valuable still. No, right. That was the, in the Eagles' best interest. That was their best interest. It I, was I guess also. I think it's hilarious. Though, best like, interest for the well, Giants too. It is. It is because if you look at that Eagles team, they are loaded with old dudes. Yeah, they need to start. They are loaded Whoa. with old dudes, and, and, they're, no and they're stuck. Yeah, and they're stuck in a rock and a hard place because they've went for it the last couple of years. If have gotten nowhere, and now they're, they're if you're the Giants, though, with don't Carson you kind of root for that? I mean, I guess I know you want the playoff money. The players want the playoff money. Fans want another game, but, but if you're the Giants, like you go from, I don't know where they're picking exactly, probably like tenth or something like that. You go from picking like ninth or tenth. To pick like twenty second, if yeah. you make just for making the playoffs, you like, don't want that. What? Like I get the like I, said, I get the frame no. perspective, I get the player perspective see, being pissed I off. I think the but fans are upset more than the organization. See, though. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I, I mean, you got a guy like Joe Judge that's in there setting the culture. Um, well, you want to play, but then you want to make it meaningful. And to be fair, you have. In my mind, guys that are probably not as talented that late in the draft, but you miss a lot less in, when you draft that late. That's fair, I guess. But when you, you you're not gonna get you're not gonna you know, it's highly unlikely you're gonna find like a Devonte Adams, but in the second round, those are highly unlikely. But you can find a guy like AJ Hawk at twenty two. Build culture in the regular season to win games. Like, I don't want to hear you talking about, oh, the Eagles screwed us over. That's not... Win your football games and you don't have to worry about that. I totally agree with that, too. So, and like I said, the Giants' best-case scenario was them not winning that game. The Giants don't want to go to the playoffs. They 
They're a good six and ten team. That's I don't probably, think I don't think they're better than Washington anyways. But that might be one of the best six and ten teams in the league. Also, let's be real here. Who amongst us was not rooting for Alex Smith to win that game? Oh, everyone was. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah. Oh, Ron Rivera. I'm Don, Ron Rivera. That's true. Big Ron Rivera. Also. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to give Doug Peterson the benefit of the doubt. He's a big Alex Smith guy. He knows what's good for the league. Alex Smith being in the playoffs. That's my. That's the conspiracy theory here. Not the draft pick. Not the tanking. He's a big Alex Smith guy. And honestly, Tom Brady, Washington <laughs> is a better matchup than... I think Washington has a chance at that. And I'm, we'll get to that in just a few moments. Okay. Um, There's a lot to talk about and unwrap there. Yeah. So, again, regular season recap. Another 1,000-yard performance had Aaron Jones. Missed a couple of games. Still got over 1,000 yards. Yeah. Top five rusher in the NFL. Quiet 1,000 yards. Very quiet 1,000 yards. But still a top five rusher yep. in the NFL. Yep. Uh, Devontae Adams lit the world on fire. You know, finally got the 99 overall on Madden. Not that it matters, but very good. Uh, you know, finally getting the credit he deserves. And still even underrated, I think, at that. Yeah. I mean, He's the best receiver in the game. Oh, without there's I, no he, doubt about it. He might be one of the best I've seen. Yeah, it's in, he's at a just an unreal he, talent level. He's up there with I. I always always say Randy Moss is the best I've ever seen. I think Devontae is in that conversation. Absolutely, well, he might not be better, but to he, quote Aaron Rodgers, he's just got to put it. He's just got to put. He's got to have like three more seasons. Like to quote Aaron Rodgers, he said that Charles Woodson's always been the greatest player he's ever played alongside. Yeah. And it's time to start putting Devonta Adams in that category. Two different positions, but still just a different level of greatness. If you hear Charles Woodson, you think greatness. What an outstanding yeah, Packer. For Hall of Fame finalist. Congratulations to him and Leroy Butler, by the yeah. way. Leroy needs to get in. Leroy, Leroy should have been in a lot. It's been overdue for him. And Is this his last year? He's got five more years. Oh, okay. But I, I don't know if he's been a big... I mean, does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. I'm not a huge personal fan of him. I don't want to burn any bridges here. No. Um, I had a I had a not great interaction with him when I was a kid. Oh. Um, yeah, we'll get to this story quick. Um, we were planning a trip. My parents were for my brother and you know, four little family of four. Yep. Head down to Disney World as kids, and uh, we were doing it through a travel agency. And that the day that we went to the travel agency happened to be like their open house, so Leroy Butler was there signing autographs. They had like face, you know, all the kind of kid crap. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to meet a Packer player, you know, whole thing. Didn't give me the time of day. I mean, he got a signed card, which was cool. I still have the signed card. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like a kind of a blow-off experience. And, I mean, it kind of soured me on him. Um, you know, especially when I've met other guys. Like, I met, I've met i met Edgar Bennett now. You know, actually, I've met a bunch of people now just through radio and mm-hmm. um, through other signings I've gone to as a fan. And um, other, you know, working at Lambo. I've, I've kind of run the gamut of that kind of stuff, so mm-hmm. I don't really have that. I mean, I still have a personal, like, a, how they treat me as a person, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was enough to kind of sour me as a kid. And how sh- old were you? Uh, like, nine. Okay. Thereabouts. But, yeah, it just kind of soured me. I'm like, yeah, you know, he's great. The career got cut short. You know, curse of 36 between him and Nick Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, two great players who should you have been even better. Nick Collins was on the Hall of Fame path. Too. Yeah, yeah. Was. That's a- his career. Derailed by injury, you know, tragic. And, you know, Leroy's been a great, done a great job really making up for that. I mean, great member of the media, great, you mm-hmm. know, all the great stories. All-time Packer, you know, mm-hmm. you name it. Leroy Butler deserves it. Listen, just a little soured on him, He's though. He's the inventor of the Lambo Leap, right? Yes, that's yep. factual. Like I said, just a little soured from one bad interaction. I'd love to have him make it up. You know, have him on the pod. Right here, Leroy. I think 
to maybe after fifteen years or so you can you can try and move. I I could I could I could mend the bridge. Like I yeah. said, I'm more than willing to. I I should have a better interaction with him. Meet that train level. head on and get him on the yeah, pod. Definitely, definitely. What if there's another native interaction with him? Huh? What if there's another negative interaction? Yeah. What if he comes out just a shithead to you? Then I am on the official Leroy Butler Never the Hall of Fame. I hate fan club of Leroy. No. He it might become the Tyler Hero. Leroy Butler, don't get the week. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm Leroy. kidding, kidding, kidding. No, Leroy. Never Leroy. Not kidding. the inventor of the Lambo Leap. Kidding. Tyler Hero's on a different level than the Lamb. I, I agree. Like I said, I'm just like, if it's another, oh. if it's that bad of an interaction to stick with me like 15 years later. Just real quick. I had, so uh, over Christmas break, I had, you know, I go up and down the line as the girls are stretching and I talk to them. And basketball coach, by the way, basketball coach. Yeah, sorry. Girls <laughs> basketball coach. And, uh, and, uh, I'm asking, I'm asking, uh, this, this young lady and I say, well, what did you get for Christmas? And she's like, oh, my parents got me a Tyler Hero jersey. Oh. And I looked at her and I said, why? (laughs) And she looked at me confused because he's awesome and he's cute. And I'm like, he's so annoying. Uh. He's ridiculous. That's my Tyler Hero story. Basketball coach. Why? Why? Tyler Hero? Out of all the NBA players? Right. Why? I mean, if we... You got to rep Wisconsin. No, he didn't rep Wisconsin. He didn't want to rep Wisconsin. He left. Loser. What a bum. Yeah, no, that... Yeah. Anyway, so, quick regular season recap there. Great year for the Packers. 13-3 again with Matt LaFleur. All right, are we going on the big thing? Here? Yeah, we're gonna hit the, uh, the big thing. The path to the Super Bowl and the class. Oh, okay. Nope. Would you Go have to the school with the path to the Super? Would you Bowl. have? Would you have Justin? No, because this is the next question. Okay. Okay. So, path to the Super Bowl. Know that we know the teams that are in now. Are you really scared of? And I mean, you know, Grant, there's gonna be some bias here, just being no. Packer fans. Is there Not a team that you're really anybody. scared of? Any team? Anywhere, I am anytime. scared of every team, but. The Chicago Bears. Really? Yep. Is that just being a pessimist or what? No, I think every single one of those teams can beat the Packers. But you can't honestly tell me that the Packers can't beat any of them, though, either. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. But I'll just be on the negative Nancy side of it right now. And the team, and I'll be, the team that scares you the most is obviously Tampa Bay. Has to be Tampa Bay because I don't think I don't think New Orleans is going to be any good if if we get lucky and we have a uh, a nice little snow day and New Orleans comes, they they're going to be gone. I'm not afraid of Tampa Bay if they come in the snow, even if it's not yeah. snowing. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, I'm totally afraid of Tampa. I mean, Bay. I I think I like I said I I don't think the Packers can't lose. I'm not going to sit here and be like, because oh no, Packers going to Super Bowl no I matter what. I don't think the Packers rush the passer well enough to affect Tom Brady. Before he can get the ball out, I I will I'll say I'll counter that. I don't. No, I think I don't think they can do it consistently. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna get back to that in a second. Yeah. Washington certainly can, but I'm not terrified. Like I said, I respect Tom Brady. I respect the Buccaneers. I'm not terrified of them. I think I think they can have a you know a great match, especially with it being in Lambeau. If the Packers have to go back to Tampa Bay, um, it's a little different. That's a different conversation. Yeah. But I think Tampa Bay in Green Bay, whole different ball game. Yeah, 
it they all just scare me. I I don't I hate I hate playing against Russell Wilson because he's that ultimate dynamo. Yeah, but he's not playing. Win. He's never won in Green Bay. I guess, the, Wood. I guess the only the only other team that doesn't really scare me is St. Louis, only because Who? Goff got hurt. I mean, L.A. LA the Rams. Okay. The oh. LA. Oh. 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 LA team. Oh. Oh. Yeah. The Rams. Rams. Yeah. Only because Goff is what he is right now. There's. I'm, For, looking, I'm looking at the roster. Right. You have New Orleans. Who coming to Green Bay, New Orleans, and scare me. If we do go back to New Orleans, maybe. I'm still not terrified of them, though, either. I, we, so, the thing with, and I've been trying to... Did you not see what Elvin Kamara did the other day? Did you see what, I mean, Whatever. he played great against... Six touchdowns? Sure. He played against Green... I mean, oh, Green Bay's played... The, Green Bay beat them. Yes. And he was healthy. I mean, granted, Michael Thomas is out, so is Devontae Adams. Yep. That said, I think, and this is... Again, but that's a this, that's a last possession game too, you know. Hold, the yeah, thing with the thing with that game, the thing with that game and the, with this team, and I'm, maybe it's just me drinking the Kool Aid here a little bit too much, but I think Green Bay's defense has stepped marginal incredibly since that point. Really, it starts with a Tennessee game, holding Derek Henry under hundred yards, and you could say that was a fluke, whatever. Fine, they kind of backed it up against Chicago. They only let up one touchdown. You know, especially if you look after the tail on Austin punt, only giving up a field goal in that yeah. situation. I mean, the bend but don't breaks annoying as shit. I hate the bend don't break defense. In fact, I think the stupid defense was good enough to keep Mike Pettin around another year, which is annoying as shit. But again, I digress. They've become a lot better as a unit, especially with sending Snacks Harrison. I think yeah. that defense, that run defense, becomes even better. I want to see what he can do. He only played what twelve snaps the other day. Yeah, and he still, I mean, he still was enough to make an impact in that game, though. I, and I, I think he can do that going forward, especially as they kind of get a more acclimated you know, the offense I here. Don't, you know, they have another or the defense uh, here. Excuse yeah, me. I don't trust that defense at all. I don't I trust it, but trust I, I feel better about it. I feel a lot better about it. So the defense today, do I trust it? No. Is it good enough to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, it is. It's better. It's it's good enough. Yeah, you don't. At this I mean, that's the ultimate question, isn't it? Is it good? I mean, with the offense is definitely good enough, and to all the pundits or, or the fans that said, "Well, you guys didn't go out and you didn't go get help for Aaron Rodgers." Well, screw you. Look at look, look at what Aaron Rodgers did this year with what he has and what he had. Yeah, Marquez Valdez Scantling was number two receiver at one point this year, right. and that's not like a knock on Marquez he Valdez. Had a great Scantling. year. He had him as a number two receiver at yeah. one point this year. So I think, if you really think look at the NFL today, though, I think there's probably six teams that could actually win a Super Bowl. I don't even think it's that high this year, to be honest. It's certainly six and four. It really depends on how you feel about Baltimore, and it really feels depends on how you feel about Tampa Bay. I think New Orleans, Green Bay, Kansas City, and Buffalo. Those four teams can win a Super Bowl today. And I think Tampa Bay is outside, and I think Baltimore is outside. I need to go three and three. I think there's one team that, shockingly, on the other side of the bracket, that you, I think there's two teams that you left out that could win it. Uh, I would I would put Seattle in. No, they're not. I, good I don't think their there. defense is good enough, but I think Russell Wilson in, in a one game shootout, and you take Russell Wilson. Give me yeah, him. their defense for most. And the other team uh, is Pittsburgh. I've fallen out of a lot of off pits. That defense went healthy, yeah, sure, but they're I mean, missing Bud Dupree. Ben Roethlisberger is Ben Roethlisberger is always fun to kind of come ben around. Ben is, is really good. 
He's good, but I mean, as the season gone on, he's That's playing not. a thirty-eight. TJ Watt's going to win defensive player of the year, as he should. But yeah. as the season's gone on, Ben Roethlisberger has had the arm of a thirty-eight-year-old with yeah. arm surgery, and it's just you know he start lit up the world to start with, and it's just kind of faded as it you know just nature should, with a thirty-eight-year-old having an arm injury or an who, elbow injury. Who loves beer and Pornhub? Not anymore. Anymore, he's got Jesus. No, he has to. He has to do that before a game. That's like his good luck ritual. Not anymore. He's got Jesus. He gave it up. Don't you guys? Didn't you guys remember that? It's like a huge offseason story. He's like, he's, no, he's no. Not I, like, I like. I like beer porn better. There's a rumor that he goes in at halftime and gets it done and he comes on. No, he no, starts no. lighting it up in the second half. I'm just saying, that was a big thing where he said no. he he gave up the what porn. What do you do with that court as we're talking I'm about? <laughs> I, yeah, I, <laughs> he gave up, no, no. There's a. This is like a big off season start. He gave up the porn, for Jesus. Yeah, he, just says that shit. he might, but I'm just saying. Like I'm just saying, beer and porn Ben was is better than Jesus Ben. He's slapping the salon. Yeah, I, I can neither confirm nor deny. I'm just telling you what the news, what the the public perception is at this point. Anyway. So the point, the Platts of the Super Bowl, we don't know who the Packers are playing yet because they're the only team. How far off topic do we get sometimes? Yeah, it's really insane. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I kind of say you're... about Pornhub and beer now, and what what do we start with? Packers. (laughs) But no, I'm sitting here, just kind of like watching the time build because I got the computer in front of me here and kind of acting as our on-show producer. I'm sitting here, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, we gotta get, <laughs> we're at the hour mark here. editing in this show. No, there's really not, like, that's the kind of the cool thing, is that there's not a whole lot of editing. We're at, like, the hour point here, and shit, like, we're sitting here talking about Jesus, Pornhub, beer, and Ben Roethlisberger on a show about Wisconsin sports. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, so past the Super Bowl, um, I think there's potentially, so, wild card weekend, super wild card weekend, my bad. There's six games going on this weekend. I think there are two very likely upsets. I think they're both in the NFC. Ooh. I could see. I'm not predicting this. This is not my prediction because if I, you know, gun to my head, I would probably pick Tampa Bay over Washington. I think Washington's gonna give them a good game. Ooh, that defensive line is stellar, especially if Chase Young is mean, all over Tom Brady. I mean, that defensive line is like a year away, a year away of competing with San Francisco's defensive line. You know who my upset would be. I agree with that. The St. Louis Rams. Because <laughs> they don't play anymore. <laughs> the L.A. Rams. No, for real, though, the L.A. Rams are the Seahawks. I think that, that'd be I my think upset. I think any three of the... Because I, I was going to say, I could uh, very realistically see the Bears somehow knocking off the Saints. That, what leads you to that prediction? You first. I mean, I think Goff's playing this week, right? I don't That's think so. That's No, but he's not been ruled out yet. Fair enough. If, if I... And the... They're not going to... Sean McVay, though, if he wasn't playing, I think would have said something by now. Maybe. I think there's a possibility he's playing. Like, I think that there's... If Derek Goff is playing, I... Th- that... The Rams' defense is better than Seahawks' defense. Yes. Yeah, okay. And I, I just think if... If you... Again, if I had to pick a upset... It has to be a 10-6 game. That's the upset I'm picking. That's the type of game it has to be. It has to be a 10-6 football game. But Seattle hasn't been able to score on any of them lately. It's not like they're... Yeah, no, that's... Like I said, that has a potential to be a good game. I don't... I could see any of the three NFC games being upsets. I could see the Bears knocking off the Saints if Mitch Trubisky somehow gets hot and, you know, they're playing in a dome so they don't have the weather against them and, you know, yep. limp dick arms not going to come against them. Well, I'll tell you, the way they the yeah. way they played against the Packers in the first half with 
running the ball, controlling the clock. Quick, that's the type, quick passes to the flats. Yeah, that's the type, If they can continuously do that and own it with nine-minute possessions, they have a legit shot. At and, you know, Michael Saints. Thomas, I believe, this week. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's official yet or not, but I well, think Michael I think Thomas is... on the three-week three IR, and I think he has to come <clears> off this week. For you have to come... You have to come off for the playoffs? I'm not sure, but I, I think I, he might be off the IR, but I don't think he's playing this week. I think that was the discussion, was he's going to be out this week yet, and then we'll be back for a divisional round. Yeah. Can we talk but, about the rookie tight end from Chicago, too, for a second? Yeah, go ahead. really well against the Packers. Cole Komet? Cole Komet yeah. out of Notre Dame. Yep. But like I said, I don't see, really I don't think any of the NFC games are locked in stone. I think the NFC, I actually think the AFC games are going to be better to watch this weekend from an entertainment value. I think the Bills Colts game is going to be awesome. That's going to be a hell of a game. Yep. I think the Steelers Browns game has potential to be very good for entertainment. Not anymore. No. No. It's going to be awesome watching Baker and pull it on himself though. No. You got, you got. I mean, you you don't have your head coach, your main play caller. You you're without. I mean, you got you got guys drag racing all over the city, getting fines and and. And you got two other coaches that are out with it's, COVID. And you're all pro, your Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, mean, the line on that game has jumped. A, a tall, tall task. The line, on, cover, but the line on that game has jumped from three to six and a half, I think, now. So it's gone from a field goal oh, to a touchdown. Oh, that's five and a half this afternoon. But either really way, like I think that game has potential because I do. I mean, at the core of it, you still have a lot of talent on that Cleveland team. Mm. Granted, the coaching staff, you know, with the coaching staff, you know, being out and, you know, guys being affected by COVID to whatever level they are, you may skew the game. But I don't think Pittsburgh is as good as everyone's been making them out to be. I mean, they've really fell off a cliff here towards the end of the season. Just a little roots for Wisconsin kind of tie into that uh, Pittsburgh-Cleveland game. The play caller for that game is going to be Alex Van Pelt. That's right. The old quarterback's coach. Correct. For the Packers. But yeah, I mean, do I think Pittsburgh probably wins? Yeah, I would pick them to win. I think it's going to be an entertaining game. I think Baker's going to sling it. I'm a big, you know, as we all know by this point, I'm a big Baker Mayfield guy. I think Baker's going to get crushed. I think T.J. Watt is going to crush, just crush Baker Mayfield. We shall see. I've said, I was in Eric about this this afternoon, and I said, you're going to see what Baker really is. When Baker's a little bit of controversy and everything's not perfect, what does he actually do? And that, I think that's an interesting narrative. Yeah. No, is he truly Would you argue, though, that there's a little bit more than a little bit of controversy when you're not playing without your head coach and your main main play caller and your pro yeah. ball ta- uh, offensive guard? But Aaron's missing his pro ball guard. Right? Tackle. tackle. Ta- I'm sorry, tackle, Mr. David Bakhtiari. Well, sure, but okay, what would so you do if you miss- took LeFleur away? You're missing a player. I think if, in all seriousness, if Matt LaFleur was not coaching the Packers this weekend, if they were in wildcard weekend playing whoever, I don't think that it would be, people aren't going to be, like right now in Cleveland, the world's coming down. In Green Bay, if Matt LaFleur was out with COVID, I don't, I wouldn't like that, but I think Aaron's good enough to overcome that. Yeah, but that's right. also the difference between a two-time MVP versus a guy who's in his third yeah. year playing okay. with his fourth head coach, and now going to be his fifth play caller. But yeah. people tell me that he's going to be a franchise quarterback. People like me, and he is, and we'll see. Watch him on Saturday. If if he plays well, I think that we can all agree 
He's they probably, don't have to win for him to they, for him they to play need well. They need to hand the ball off about thirty five times, and that's not a bad thing though either. I mean, no. they have two. They probably have the best they need two to play running like backs. The Bears need to play and just pop them the rock. Ball. But the thing with Baker right now is Baker has to manage games. Baker's not good enough to win games by himself. Yeah, and a franchise quarterback is good enough to win games by himself. Yeah, Josh Allen's in what year three or four now? He's same year, same. So he's winning games by himself. Justin Herbert can win games by himself at this point. He's a rookie. You know you know what these guys are. And I get Baker's had a little more controversy in his career at this point. He's also been in Cleveland, which is just in and of itself more controversy. Yeah. But again. Okay, but he has arguably one of the most talented rosters in football. At this point, yes. I and they're 10 will, 16. I will agree with that. And I'm, he hasn't played overly well last 11 and few five. weeks. 11 and 5. Yeah. But yeah. So but they haven't played overly well last few weeks. They played really well up until. I mean, they lost to the Jets, which again, didn't have a receiver. Take whatever you want on that game. Okay. But this you, last you week, don't. you know, they don't play great against Pittsburgh. I'll, I'll concede that. Don't play great against Pittsburgh. Fine. And Baker but, hasn't played overly well the last, what, three weeks? He's put, I think he played pretty well the week before. the. He played against, that was the Tennessee game, wasn't it? Or was it the Baltimore game? Week 15. Baltimore. Yeah, he played. He slung the ball. Baltimore. Yeah, but week before that was Tennessee. Four touchdowns uh, at halftime. But didn't play well against... He didn't play well against the, the Jets. Jets. He didn't have any of his receivers. Okay. Literally, they were down five receivers. But like Aaron, Aaron's been down that many, and he's been... Not to that extent, though, no Ramsey. Way. Not to that extent. Do you remember extent. Jared Aberdeer starting a playoff game? Not to that extent, Ramsey. Yeah, but he's a okay. Wisconsin all-star. Yeah, but that's the what I'm saying. Watoma Hornets. I, want, I, I hope Baker... Like, I'm not anti-Baker, but... I am anti-Baker, but... I think that... I'm not going to question you on that. I don't know. I forgot. I have a shirt of him, but... Anyway... Not anti-Baker. I hope he succeeds. I hope he plays well, because it's good for the league if Cleveland has a good quarterback. He's should, just not at this point. I career. wish you would warm up to Chris Middleton like you're warming up to, to Baker Mayfield. I don't have a problem with Chris Middleton. I have a problem with Chris Middleton's contract. <laughs> and the fact that it handicaps the Bucks. Oh, I think he's the best number two in the league. Anyways. All right. So, yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> path to the playoffs... We don't know who the Packers are playing, and we'll get more into that next week uh, with our guest. We're going to have a guest next week. All right. Not going to give away the name yet. We're going to kind of drop that as a surprise. It's exciting. It's exciting. Big-time Big Wisconsin sports podcaster. Harry Potter. It's not Harry Potter. I can't oh. confirm that. Is it Baker Mayfield? It's also not Baker Mayfield. Oh. But big-time Packer podcaster. Going to enjoy the show next week. Um, so Is that one of those shows that Ben Roethlisberger watches? I hope I hope not. <laughs> Maybe now that he's given up the porn, Justin. You know, he's got to do it for Jesus. Is it God? It is not God. We can confirm that too. Um, but anyway, so don't know who they're playing yet. It's not Ben Roethlisberger, right? It is not Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, damn. Confirmed. Damn. It could be. It could be Washington. Ooh. It could be Chicago. One it, of four teams, right? It could be any team below the three seed, I believe. So it'd be four, five, six, or seven. So it could be the Bears. They pull off the upset. They're the last team in. Let's play a little game. Okay. It's just a real quick game. Call you Shat. Who they're playing? That's good. Let me let me pull up the bracket. I gotta see what the seeds are. It's well, it's it's three it's three six Saint or uh, L A and Seattle. Yeah. It's four five Tampa Bay and Washington, Washington. and it's two seven Chicago and New Orleans. Gun to my head, I'm probably saying the Bucks. The Rams. 
That's that's I was kind of leaning that way. Because I think Tampa Bay wins, but I like. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay wins. I'm calling my shot. Okay. The Washington football team. So to I, have that happen, to have that happen, by default, all games have to go chalk. Yep. So you're saying Seattle beats the Rams. Yep. So the Saints beat the Bears. The Bears yep. And then the Washington football team beats the Bucks. Yep. I'm not opposed to that. I mean, ideally, I would love to play the Bears. I think that's the absolutely that's the goal, but I don't know if I say that happens. I would love to even have that happen. I think I mean that'd be a scary matchup offensively. I think that would hurt. I think that would be scary with that defensive line against uh, our line without Bakhtiari. But let's transition. That's a nice little tease to the next segment, Justin. All right. So the next segment, that's one that Justin's most excited. So at this point, the Packers have probably two top-tier free agents they need to decide if they're going to sign them both back, sign one of them, or let them both walk. That being Corey Lindsley and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, all-pro running back, top five in running yards the last two years, led the league in touchdowns last year. Corey Lindsley, uh, pro ball center, we know the accolades. He doesn't have a whole lot of stats because, you know, lineman. He's but center. I think he's PFF, the number one center in the league. Number one or number two, I think uh, Char- or Jason Kelsey was up there too yet. Okay. If I remember hey. correctly, Kelsey was number one on Sunday Night Football, but I could be wrong about that. Once you're number f- five and above, though, I don't think there's that huge of a gap. No, absolutely not. I think there's a big gap between five and lower, but one to five, there's right. it's probably based on the So... Of that draft class, because it was Corey Lindsley, it was Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Kevin King, um, others. But really at this point... Uh, Kevin King is my Chris Middleton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Kevin King's also not getting a max contract. Oh, yeah, no. Um, Kevin King is getting walking papers is what he's getting. Hopefully. I'm, I'm, again, can't say anything negative about him. I have my personal pact. We've discussed that in earlier episodes, but... That said, like I said, I think the top two most discussed free agents of who comes back, if you sign either one of them, is Corey Lindsley versus Aaron Jones. Well, and I think everyone else is pretty much walking, right? I mean, I think that's kind of the general consensus. Well, depending uh, on what you how you feel about Aaron Jones, yeah. what you're gonna do with him, maybe Jamal Williams, but you're gonna keep, you gotta probably keep either one, right? I would think so, but it, like I said, the the biggest debate I think is between those two. And I know that we've kind of talked about this a little bit, you know, off air or off recording about who we think should be signed. Personally speaking, I think you try to make it work for both if you can. Obviously, that's ideal world. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any of the three of us that would disagree with that. Correct. But that's not the conversation because that's not as much fun. Nope. Um, I think the, if you're going to do that, by the way, the move would be to sign Lindsay for a three-year deal and either try to get Aaron Jones for a three-year deal or franchise tag him. I think that would be the move in that sense. I think that's what they should do. That's scary though. When you when you're talking about franchising the running back, you you're paying him the average of the top five contracts at that position. Right, and I, again, I and that's what is that? How does that happen? Worth fourteen, fifteen million dollars a year. It's close to that. I know because that's like the top three. I think are at that point. Like I said, ideally, what I would say is you try to get them both, or at least Aaron Jones to do a one-year deal. Because what you could say to Aaron Jones is, you know, play it again next year, and the salary cap should go back up after the COVID impact. Because the 
salary cap's probably going to be some degree lower. We don't know to what extent yet for next year. That's what I would try to do. Either franchise tag him, or even maybe franchise Corey Lindsley. Because I don't know what the center contracts are out there. That's probably a cheap deal. I think Ryan Kelly out of uh, Indianapolis is the highest paid. I think he signed a four-year, $52 million deal. So you're looking at roughly 12 point, probably $10 million. 10 and change for his contract. Mm -hmm. Then you take the next four and you average it out. So probably about 10 million. That's not a terrible move either. Nope. But I'm just saying that's what I would do. But if we're only signing one, that's again just for the conversation's sake here. Who of those two? And I'll I'll start. I think it's we'll go around the table and discuss why after. I'm gonna go Aaron Jones as my personal um one that I would sign with, and then Ramsey can go ahead. I'm gonna go with Corey Lindsay. Justin? I'm with Corey Lindsley. And I don't disagree. I think Corey Lindsley, I mean you don't pay running backs. Just because of how the you know how franchises work and how how football kind of is at this point, um, I do think Aaron Jones has much more of an impact, and not on any on a game, but I think you need a guy like Aaron Jones, especially Matt Lafleur's offense, where you're sitting here. You know, I don't want to overpay him. That's that's you know I love Aaron Jones as a person, as a player, great guy in the city of Green Bay. I think if you can get the deal right for the right money. You know, even if you overpay like a little, like eleven or twelve million, I can live with that. But I think when you look at what what Aaron Jones brings to the table, he is a home run threat every time he touches the ball. We see that anytime he touches it, we've seen you know the seventy yard touchdown runs. Hell, you look at that Bears game; he gets that slant over the middle, and breaks three. You know, he was probably about five yards away from the first down. Breaks two tackles, picks up the first down, and change. Chains keep moving. Drive goes on. The Packers score that drive. So, that said, I lean towards Aaron Jones. Um, I think Jamal Williams is a great running back. Or I should he's a good to great running back. He's not a home run threat. He's a guy who can get you six or seven. He can get you chunk plays, but he's not a home run threat. Aaron Jones is a home run threat. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can line up in the slot. He can do so many different things for you. And not that Corey Lindsay can't. I mean, he's an all-pro center. You don't get all-pro centers. Every day. And this is not an anti-Court Lindsley thing. This is just what I would do if I was sitting in the GM chair. Is I would do everything I can to sign Aaron Jones. Either for a team-friendly deal. Because I, I know he loves being in Green Bay. We saw the G-Flash with the jewelry after the touchdown he had on Sunday. I think he wants to be here in some capacity. Obviously, you know, that's you know it's more of a financial thing at this point. That's what I do. Guys? So... We were watching, well, we are now watching the game together on Sunday, but we have the group chat going a little bit. Right. And as I'm watching on Sunday, I I really came around on Aaron Jones. I think that he is an extremely valuable player to Green Bay. Right. Now, value is not necessarily even across all positions. The most valuable player on our team currently, and I would not say it's close, is Aaron Rodgers. Without a doubt. You need to protect your franchise quarterback at all costs. That's what made Tom Brady so successful for all those years, that he had good protection. That's why Peyton Manning was relatively successful in his career. These guys that don't get hit are the ones that become franchise quarterbacks. You can't be taking hits. 
Like Derek Carr in his career has taken a bunch. Joe Burrow this year was on pace for like 70 sacks on him. Yeah, it's crazy. You can only do that in the NFL for so long before you have 350-pound linemen falling on you. Right. So we're going to backtrack a little bit back to the Aaron Jones topic. I, I think that he would be a great signee if you could get him for a good deal. And if he was willing to take a little bit of a cut to stay, I think that it would be a wonderful signing. However, you need to protect your franchise quarterback at whatever it takes to do that. Because without Aaron, that team is a seven-win team at best. At best. At best, and that's with the Mr. Laser show back there. TBLS. Um, so there's... We just, I think that's the most important. And I think that running backs at this point are not a diamond dozen, but finding explosive running backs, you can find them late, later in draft rounds. At the end of the first, mm-hmm. middle through the second. Even Aaron Jones is about a fifth round, pick. A fifth round pick. Fifth round pick out of UTEP. So, and like I said, I'm on the Aaron Jones team. I hope we resign him. I think, like Eric said, he's a great guy for the community. He's really fun to watch. He's a home run threat. And. Just an overall good guy. But I do think that finding <coughs> running back talent is easier than finding all pro offensive lineman talent. Well, and and I don't even think... I mean, I love Aaron Jones. Again, this is as a personal... I would love to have Aaron Jones. Well, you know... We have something really cool with Aaron Jones involved with the show. Uh, at, at this time, he's not coming on the show. I don't want to hype it up to that level. But we have something really cool Damn, involved with him. Excited, Eric. Ah, sorry, man. But he's kind of gonna be yeah, on the he'll, show he'll be involved with the show in, a, in a, an extent. Yes. Um, that said, if you're not bringing Aaron Jones back, <clears throat> what I think you have to do is you have to get a player exactly like. I don't think Jamal Williams suffices for that guy. Right? I can't think. I don't think you can go into next year with Jamal Williams as your number one back, AJ Dillon as your number two back, and expect to be really good next year. At least in the running game. Hmm. I don't think you can be happy with that. I think you need. You can still have A.J. Dillon as your number one back and just have this kind of like a Darren Sproles type. Not to that same, like, the stature, but have a kind of like that third down slash pass catching mm-hmm. slash home run threat back who, you know, you split carries with. Kind of like a Kamara Ingram. Do we know A.J. Dillon can't be that, though? Do we know that as of today? I don't think we know that as of today. Chris, didn't he, going into that, that Tennessee game, didn't he only have 24 carries on the year or 21 carries on the year? And it wasn't 20, a whole lot. I don't know exactly what the number was. 24 carries in the whole game, in that one game. So it kind of goes back to the whole Jordan Love thing. We're obviously outside the building. We don't really know what those guys are actually, what their talent level is and what their thought of them in the building is. You're right. That's my biggest point on the court. Thing, by the way. Go ahead. Yeah, go on. Yeah, your 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 name drop of Jordan Love. You have an all pro center who is the quarterback of the offensive line, calls out the coverages, calls out or calls out the, the blocking schemes to to this the offensive line in his cohorts. Um he's in, in his absolute prime. You're talking about a quarterback that's gonna that's gonna take over the reins here and I mean hopefully Three years, I won't go that far, but yeah. As long as long as A Rod wants to play, what has he got? Three years left on his contract. Got four, four. Okay, so let's go four years. The if you're going to develop a quarterback, I am going to put the best offensive line around him possible, and if you're talking about easily 
easily one of the top five centers in the game. I'm keeping that guy. No, I don't disagree. Counterpoint to that is by that point, Corlins would be entering year eight of his NFL career. Yep. Centers don't typically offensive linemen as a whole, and I, they don't but typically have that long of a career. I don't. I'm talking about from now until the day he takes over. I understand that, but He's if you're with Aaron Rodgers, so if you're with now. Aaron Rodgers, don't you want to win Super Bowls now with a high impact home run player like Aaron Jones? You gotta give him up right now. I want to give him up. I, right. I agree. I agree. I'm just. I want to. And I'll, if I mean, you, okay, put it. Aaron Jones is making six hundred and thirty nine thousand dollars this year. That's right. Okay, you're talking about possibly jumping his salary of ten million dollars. Yeah. Where are you going to find that money, and who are you willing to lose to get that? I I don't disagree. I you know if you've looked, I've always been pro lineman. I'm former lineman myself. Yep. I'll you know big uglies up front. There, that's what wins you games. Mm-hmm. They don't get enough credit, and I'm kind of being hypocritical here, but. I think to me, and this isn't a knock on Corlin. Again, this is a very a very pro Corlin's. I want him back next year. I want him back long term. I think there's a way to finagle it where you're getting both of them back next year, and you know run it back. Hopefully, Super Bowl back to back champs. You know all the fun stuff with that. To me, the performance of not just Elton Jenkins, but Elton Jenkins in that role, Billy Turner with moving around the offensive line as much as he has. The fact that John Runyon's been able to step in and play as well as he has. And you don't even... You have a true center that you drafted this last year. You have two other offensive linemen we haven't seen this year. And, you know, maybe that speaks that they weren't quite ready because we haven't seen them. But just the fact that you can get such great value in the draft late, both at running back and line, you know, offensive line, really speaks to the flexibility you have with that position group. And you have a not a once-in-a-generation type player with Aaron Jones, but you really have a, a rarity there that the Packers have lacked for so long. And I think that's a guy that you need to bring back. I mean, I, ideally, though, we have some defensive problems, right? Yep. Right. So we need to solve, I think, defensive problems before we need to worry about one of the best offenses in the league. So really, I mean, I don't... But that's been the case for the last five years. Also. But would we really, and I'm just speaking this kind of as devil's advocate right now, would we really want to bring either one of them back? Do we just let them both walk and use the money and put it in a defensive yeah, but that's, interior you know, line? That's part of, of the point is I don't know how much Lindsay's making. Maybe maybe five mil. I'll look it up while yeah. you guys go ahead. Um, but you're not saving that much money on, on Jones by letting him walk, right? Mm-hmm. So if you sign him, you have to lose something else. And and where, I mean, that defense is already costing you so much money between Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, Zadarius Smith, what they signed Kirksley for. Then you're going to have to pay Jair Alexander here pretty quick. You've got some room with him, though, because he's, yeah. he's a first-round draft pick, so you have... You have five years. This you have next year. You have to pick it up. Yeah, but you still have two years of him being on that team-friendly deal, is my point. You're going to have to find another cornerback because the the one on the other side can't stay on the field. Mm-hmm. By the way, for for example, by the way, just to get back to it, Corey Lindsley's cap hit this year is 10.5. 10.5 million? Yeah. Holy shit. It was a 7.65 or seven you know, $7,650,000 deal. 
plus signing bonus and other roster bonuses, cap hit, uh, $10.5 million per sport track. So is that about where he's going to be? Is that what his contract would be about? You would imagine. If he's making, that's a $10 million deal, right? I mean, Well, I mean, if you're Corey Lindsley's agent and you're, and you're easily a top five uh, center in the game, and I think Ryan Kelly's um, contract was the highest at four years, $52 million, you're asking for that money. You are, but Corlins is also. I you know. I thought he was on his rookie deal. I, I'm sadly mistaken. Next year will be his eighth year in the NFL. Yeah. So to kind of, I'm gonna be a little bit more aggressive. In my point here. Yes, you want to win with Aaron Rodgers, but if you're sitting here looking at a guy who you want to kind of develop with Jordan Love, you're looking at a guy who's gonna be playing eight, nine, ten years in the NFL by the time that Jordan Love would even potentially there. I mean, yes, you want to win in that time frame before you hand the reins to him. Who's Jones? Aaron Jones, he is entering his fourth year, so roughly, you know, without looking exactly, because he just had his birthday. Should be 27 or 26. 26. He just turned 26. Okay. So he's got what? Three years. Yeah. I mean, so let's roll back to it. Does it even make more sense just to let him both block? Because I, I think you can definitely get an Aaron Jones replacement in the draft. You're probably not going to get as high of... Travis Etienne. Maybe. I like I said, I if, be there, I think. If you're not getting Aaron Jones back, you need to re-sign a player of his his archetype mm-hmm. where he's got that same style of play. Garrett Groshek. Okay, let's not get too carried away here, Justin. <laughs> I love me some Garrett Groshek, but I'm not I'm not getting Falcons. Not getting carried away with that. I'm I'm just saying, like, you need a a pass catching running back who can do it all out of the backfield. Be a top five running back in the NFL back to back years, and he didn't even play a full sixteen game slate this year. Do you need a top five running back though? I don't think you need it. So here's so, to kind of go with that, Aaron. I think so. Aaron Jones is a damn good running back on his own. Which, Matt Lafleur's offense highlights him even more. Mm-hmm. So would he be a top five in rushing yards running back without Matt Lafleur's offense? Maybe, possibly. But I'm saying, so let's look at the other teams with really high running backs, right? We got Derrick Henry. Yep. Who is a completely different type. Yep. You have Christian McCaffrey. Same type. Higher ceiling. Higher ceiling than But Aaron same Jones. type of role. But he doesn't account for wins in Carolina. He's not making Carolina he's win games. three games this year. But even when he's healthy, he's not winning Carolina that. games. Think about that cap number. And he's played mm-hmm. three games this year. I don't disagree with you on that stance. I'm just saying. I mean, and then what we got Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, who I think is better than Aaron Jones, yes, he has a much higher ceiling too. Yes, yeah, but even Dalvin Cook doesn't really account for wins. Like he doesn't make wins happen. He debatable, but right, oh. he's not. I bet you if you took it, so this weekend he's won going, them some games. I'll put it that way. Right, he's but won how many them some games? How many games is he worth a year? Uh, yeah, uh, the standard three. the standard quarterback's worth somewhere between three and six, and he's not worth that. I think he's about that. He's, I would say I, three. He is by far the most valuable the low piece end of, of it. Three. He is the most valuable piece of that Vikings offense. He's what really like drives that offense. Is it Josh them? Jacobs? So run back to Dalvin Cook. Is it really Ezekiel him? Elliott? You have Kamara. Kirk Kamara. Cousins, who's I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan. Kirk Cousins is a serviceable quarterback. At he best, Justin yeah. Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You have a decent passing game that you could probably put 
not whoever you want back there, but you can put a, a competent running back and probably have not similar numbers, but... Well, Alexander Madison played really good this last week. That's not to take away from Dalvin Cook, but no, he had a good game week 17. that's what I'm saying. But... You're not... I don't think running backs are as valuable as everyone perceives them to be. They're as valuable as... A, as well, really, and this kind of goes to your guys' point, they're as valuable as the line in front of them. Uh, here's, here's a great example. Look at where Todd Gurley was, and look at how far he fell. Or is he healed yet? Or Ezekiel Elliott after they get all this money. I don't and disagree. That's it, why that's what I'm saying. Like in falling if, off a cliff and you're already starting to show injury bugs. If that, the money that is, that is right a scary deal. And what is money right though? Like I said, I think for Aaron Jones, if you can get him for ten or eleven, great. I like nine. I nine no, I do too. Number. I'm That'd saying be, like I'd be comfortable if they overpay a little bit. Eight or nine at three. Eight or nine, maybe million, ten. Twenty four million in three years. You guys know whose agent is. Yeah, it's Drew Rosenhaus now. We're pretty screwed on that front, but yeah, absolutely. he's going to get paid. But like I said, the, just as a personal preference, because of the type of player that he is, the role he has in the Packers offense, I think he is that guy where, yes, he would, you know, he does great because of the line too, but just the role that he has with the offense. You saw what the run game was missing when he was out those, what, two games earlier this year because right. San Francisco. Jamal Williams is a great, is a good running back who can get you chunk plays. AJ Dillon, we've seen really one game of him truly hitting his potential, where he can score. You know, we saw he got two touchdowns. He, you know, workhorse type back, but he's not going to catch you passes out of the backfield. He's not going to line up at slot. He's not going to do all those things. So if, like I said, as as I've said this show, I've said other shows, if you don't bring Aaron Jones back, you need that type of running back. You can probably get one in the draft. But I'd be a lot more comfortable if it's Showtime Jones back in that backfield. So, again, not Aaron. I think we're all agreed we all have Aaron Jones, right? Yeah. What is his true market value going to be? What it is or what it's going to, what it should be. What it is. What is it? I think that's what's going on right now between the Packers and Jones is, is Jones has this offer on the table X amount of dollars. Here we go. We're going to offer you four years. At eight per, with fifteen million guaranteed, we'll pay you that tomorrow, and that's it. But I think Jones is not happy with that because he's going to be asking top dollar, and I think what the Packers are going to say is, "Cap's going down. This is where we are. We're not budging. You think you can get more? Go I'm try just... it out. You can't find it. Come back." There's your offer. I guess I'm not. I'm just not really seeing where he would go. Like where, where else is really gonna be that interested in Jacksonville? They got a running back though. Yeah, they have. Uh, we we're looking at him today. He was a thousand yard rusher. Robinson, there, wasn't yeah. James Robinson, yeah. Well, he did it once, but yeah, no. Right. Like I said, that's just. I would do. I mean, we've we've kind of beat this horse to death, even though it's already been dead. Nothing that we have any say in anyway. So we'll move on to. <laughs> All right. So again, um, you know, we don't we don't really have an opening round take here, other than just kind of look at the NFL as a whole. Um, like I said, I think the AFC games are going to be a lot more interesting to watch, but I think the best chance of an upset is in the NFC. I think any of those three games could be an upset in the NFC. Washington. 
I I could see it. Yeah. I'm not I, saying I don't I don't WFT. Yeah. Someone's gonna get upset this weekend. I don't know who it's gonna be, but there will be an upset. It's one of the lower seeds is gonna win the game. Well, that's just or a higher seed. I think there's actually two. I think there's be, you have two yeah. upsets. I think you're gonna have. <laughs> I think we're going to have one each day. I think Saturday and Sunday both are going to have one upset somewhere along the line. Also, I'm just I'm really excited to see... Like, I, I might actually end up watching it on this channel. The Bears-Saints game is going to be like simulcast on Nickelodeon. And there's supposed to be apparently some like Nickelodeon ties. If Patrick Starr's not calling the goddamn game at some point, I'm going to be really upset. That ain't for me. And I, they, I'm out with Justin on that. They teased... I think the, the EA Sports is <laughs> Madden... Instagram account has something like they had like a Spongebob teaser on it today. I'm not, I mean, obviously I'll watch it on like the regular channel, but I'm really curious what they end up doing. I think it's a really good marketing well, I mean, play. Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta look in and see what it is. And then, I'll probably watch the YouTube highlights. And then, of it. And then two minutes later. I know I'm not, I don't even care. Shit. I'm not watching the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. But no, but for real though, like I think it's a great marketing <laughs> play by the NFL though, too. Just the fact that, you know, to get, to a different viewership base that you wouldn't normally have. Is it, though? I think it's entertaining. I mean, especially, I mean... It's a good idea, but is it a different base you're not getting? The, so the way I'm looking at it, and it's it's kind of a cheap marketing tactic, too, in the sense that, you know, you're flipping through the channels, you don't have, like, a TV guide pulled up. You're flipping through the channels, you see the football game on, not realizing it's Nickelodeon... Or even if it is, like, you know, you want to make it more of a kid-friendly experience. Because I know that they're going to have different features on it. They're going to have different broadcast elements. I don't know what they're going to be. But there's going to be a different broadcast presented on Nickelodeon's channel. You'll have to let us know what they are. I can't believe the NFL will be okay with that, though. Losing ratings based on... They're not going to lose Because it's going to be on CBS, I think, too. Right, but how many people are going to switch over from CBS and go turn into Nickelodeon because no. their kids are going to be watching you're, you're half right. You can't believe that CBS is going to be happy about it. Uh, yeah, I can't believe CBS is letting that happen. The CBS and Nickelodeon, are they owned Yeah, the same, it's owned by Viacom. Oh, okay. So they're still keeping the ratings in-house, but yeah. even for negotiation for next... or wherever the next TV deal is... I can't imagine that's going to be good because people are like, hey, we did one change and you guys lost X amount of viewers. Like I said, I I think it's an interesting perspective just to get, you know, you're going to give a different broadcast to kids, make it a little more kid-friendly in that regard. Mm-hmm. Just a different avenue to go to. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, you, you've kind of seen it over the years with Disney doing NBA games and having like Disney XD I, with Sports Center and stuff. Know. If you're trying to reach a, di- a different demographic or whatever you're talking about, why wouldn't you try, like, um, the Lifetime channel or something like that? You know? <laughs> HGTV? Nickelodeon? I mean, HGTV. yeah. Because you're trying to get that younger base, Justin. They're not going to... If you're turning on HGTV, you're probably not going to have interest in the Let game. Let me tell you something. An eight-year-old kid... Uh, my eight-year-old kid turns on Nickelodeon, and he sees that there's a football game on, he's turning it on to Boom TV, and he's watching... Cartoons on that channel. He's not watching the NFL game. Bottom Maybe. How, so what's what's Nickelodeon's real demographic though? Like how what's their age group of people that watch Nickelodeon? It's gonna be eight to thirteen. Eight to thirteen, right? Yeah. Or and I, I don't really know many eight to thirteen year olds, especially today, that have the attention span long enough to actually watch an NFL game. If SpongeBob and Patrick, if SpongeBob and Patrick calling that game, you know they're gonna have that. You know? they have, you, I bet you see it with the high school girls. Yeah. I bet you their attention span is... Right. One drill? 
one drill, <laughs> 15, 20 minutes, yeah. you got them, and then yeah. they're wandering off. Yeah. And I can only imagine that, like I said, good for the NFL trying something new. That's always, innovation's always good. Try the lifetime channel, old, old promotion <laughs> network or something. Like I said, I'm just curious what's going to play out. You got to give us a report on when. <laughs> we'll so, see. We'll see. Is that how you're watching the game? I don't know. I think you I have to now. You, I haven't yeah. decided. You talked to them. You're I, like, yeah. You you. I like, want to see what they do. No, no, no just no. from a from a strictly. You're like a kid dipping his toes in the cold water, trying to warm up to it. Yeah, from you, a strictly. I think at this point for science, you need to watch it. From a strict, you need to just dip that whole foot in there. Just dive right dip in. Dip that whole foot in. Yeah, well. I think I want the commitment right now. Okay, so, you okay. got it. From put a strict, that, put that man speedo on and yeah, dip that foot that in. That barricade. <laughs> Strictly from my broadcast journalism education I have, I'm curious what they do. At least one quarter of one. No, game. no, the full game. Full game commitment. Ooh. I will give at least well, a quarter. It's just one It's one game. It's doing, just right? the Bears-Saints game, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I think yeah. you got to give it the game. you got to give the commitment and give us a report on Wednesday on how it went. It's, it's, that's a dangerous it's, gamble, though, because if it's one quarter... If it's one quarter, what are you are you gonna just go in and and, and watch I will the start first the quarter? game. I will start the game. Are you gonna game. wait till it's a blowout? Are you I, gonna wait till it's a blowout and then watch the last quarter because that's got to be some halfway decent content. Uh-huh. I will start the game and I I will probably actually probably watching on both. I'll have my computer up and my how about how about TV. this? Oh, uh, that's cheating! You can watch on the Nickelodeon channel only until it gets too bad that you can't watch it anymore, yeah. and then you can tap out. Okay. okay, that's fair. Do you have enough? That's fair. <laughs> if it gets so bad that you can't watch it anymore, you can back out at any time. Side bet, Ramsey. What's the over under? Watch. He's gonna get the whole thing. I think it's gonna be well done. The whole thing. He's gonna. I think he's gonna get the whole game. Ooh, I'm going. I'm going. Ah. I'm excited for the wholesome commercials because they're not gonna be all beer and boner pills. <laughs> that's all. That's all I want in my commercials is beer and boner pills. Yeah, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, all right, we'll wrap the show up on that. By the way, any beer or boner pill companies <laughs> that want to sponsor us, we will use your products. Yeah, I, I will gladly have the GoPro. I'll throw her up right yeah. here. The entire show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so as mentioned, we do have some Aaron Jones related content here. By this point, as you're listening to this podcast, you will already know per our Facebook page, the Roof of Wisconsin page. We are giving away an Aaron Jones signed jersey. All you have to do, like our page, share the video, and comment that you shared it. Comment your favorite parts of the what you're most looking forward to. Comment suggestions. Just comment on that video. Give us topics to talk about. Yeah, give us stuff to talk about. Tell us what you like about the show. Tell us why you hate us. Whatever. Just, you'll know by this point, like I said, we're giving this jersey away. I mean, I know the first comment that people are going to hate. What's that? I think people are going to be actually kind of on board with that. Yeah, I think that I'm not the only one that hates. <laughs> so, and Chris Milton, if you ever happen to listen to this, I do not hate you. I think you are a baller. You got a monster deal for not being that good. Hates you. I, like I said, I just don't like your contract. I'm sure you're a wonderful person. Doesn't think you deserve to be paid. You don't. Not that kind of money, buddy. You're <laughs> the man. So, training three. Like I said, we're giving away Aaron Jones jersey. <laughs> All you got to do, like the page. Follow the page on Twitter. You can get extra bonus entries on Twitter for liking it on the following the page on Twitter. Yep. Like and follow. Yep. Share, retweet. Yep. Whatever you can do. Yep. Thank you. 
<laughs> Got the hype man over here. Just trying to help. That said, Ramsey and I were talking about this. We're going to spice it up a little bit. So, at this time of recording, we're doing this Wednesday night. Podcast will release Friday. Be Friday, January 8th is our date that we're releasing. Okay, before you say this, can I ask one quick yeah, question? Yeah, go ahead. Can we win it? We cannot. No. Damn it. Sorry, I didn't get you on a throw one. All right. We've got connections, Riverwood Gallery, shout out. Um, that is actually a paid advertisement now. <laughs> that is a paid, paid advertisement, advertisement. For fun. Riverwood Gallery. All right, thank you guys. So, that said, we will keep the drawings open for as long as the Packers are in the playoffs. So you have all this week up until after the game Sunday. The Packers win. Rams and I discussed. We're going to add some bonus features to that that giveaway. Bonus. So maybe there'll be a second place winner. Maybe. Maybe. We're not. We're not. We're not. That, that, family friendly, Ramsey. That is, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> anyway. Bad. Yeah. Bonus. Anyway. Yeah, no, that's, what, that's what we're doing. <laughs> we'll see. Well, that, that'll be discussed in the next, next, next week's pre production meeting. Anyway, so that said, we might have. Yeah, we can hear your whispering, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so like I said, we'll add some additions to it. As the Packers, as the Packers go on, he's gonna end all this out. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to because I'm still talking as you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> what does that sound like? That's gross. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. Um, that said, we do want to add on a little more incentive as the Packers go on. It's not porn, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, or credit Ben Roethlisberger. One of two. Ben Roethlisberger. But, so yeah, hype up the video. Um, your chance to win a sign Aaron Jones jersey. And maybe some more of the Packers keep playing. Mm-hmm. We'll add on. We'll have some discussions about that as we go on. So wait, you, you're you not announcing what it is? You're just teasing? I'm just teasing. Just that's, teasing. That's the purpose oh. here. Just like my special guest that I've been... That we're so not discussing. Yep, yep, yep. So, that said, with our last segment here of the last show from the release special, as we always wrap up with, what are we rooting for this week, boys? Justin? Washington football team. Ramsey? Chris Middleton did not play so well. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah, what the hell? That's what I'm rooting for. You what the, the hell? Now? No, it's just more of a, like, I want to be right on the Chris Middleton thing. <laughs> like, so it, no, are you feeling that you're not right? No, I am 100% right. I just want everyone else to realize I'm right. It's kind of a mental ego thing. <laughs> Power move, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. So it's Justin. About, it's about me. Justin has the Washington football team. Yes, sir. Ramsey has Chris Milton not playing well. That's kind of a an, anti... So I am good. pulling for the St. Louis, Los Angeles Rams team. The right. LA Rams. The you team that... Yeah. yeah, you got it. You got it. See, I'm waiting on you. I'm going to continue. I'm just going to stay loyal here and go, uh, go Phoenix. You know, more wins for Coach Ryan. More wins for Coach Borseth. Another big week coming up in the Horizon League. And uh, 
I don't even know who I want to win the NC- the National Football or National College Football Championship game. That's next Monday, isn't it? That is next Monday, and I don't want Ohio either. State. If either, if they yeah. can both somehow lose, I'd be happy. But <laughs> um, it's gonna end up in a tie. If that's so possible, that'd be great. But I know it's not because it's college football. But that said, that'll wrap up our show. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you liked most about the four part special. We'll have it on Facebook. We'll have it on Twitter. And we're not giving away porn, Justin. <laughs> All right, that'll be episode four. Episode five, I'm now with the idea. weekly episodes. We'll probably be releasing on Fridays with those. Anything else, guys? Uh, I was just thinking off the top of my head, how cool will it be, like, when you listen to the radio, you got that guy that has that real deep voice for, like, uh, advertisements of football games. Mm-hmm. The L.A. Rams. I want to be that guy. You I know, know that guy, don't you? I don't know that guy. He's like a you know how like national in, guy, right? Yeah. You know how to get in contact with him, all right? I know how to get in contact with a guy, the guy who does the fan stuff. I don't know how that guy like, gets in when contact. When we introduce ourselves on on the podcast, I want that guy. Justin Dahl. You introduce yourself on the podcast, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. All right. That's, that's episode yeah. four, guys. Episode five coming next week. Like and share the Facebook page. Check it out on Twitter. That's episode four in the books. Bye. Bye.